Hi, I'm Paul Warren. And I'm Ryan Klein. And this is another episode of SEO is Dead and Other Lies. Ryan, it's been a bit. We have really been slacking on publishing episodes. We've just been uh, doing our day to day and our routine. And before you know it, the, the calendar, um, you know, montaged is Mont- how we thought. <laughs> it just kind of flips by faster and faster and faster. I know. Uh, months. I feel like, you know, we both kind of have busy lives uh, outside of this podcast. Uh, I've been. Well, I got a dog. You got a dog. Yeah, you got a dog yeah. since last time we, we did this. You got a new kitchen. Not yet, but I'm living through like a kitchen remodel and I work from home. So it's been a special kind of hell um, every day, when, you know, especially when they remove walls and everything's covered with dust. But, you know, we, we fought off the, the urge to just be lazy and not podcast because we have a great topic that we want to talk about today. And that is Core Web Vitals. And particularly, like, do you really need to worry about Core Web Vitals? Um, and really, like a lot of uh, algorithm updates at, at large that like Google talks about. So we're gonna we're gonna dig into that, and we're gonna see if you really need to worry about it, and like you know how much time and effort you need to put into like updating your website for this impending doom that Google is telling everyone about. Yeah, it's like the Doctor SEO love, or how I learned how to love the core web vitals and move <laughs> on with my life. Um, yeah, so it'll be interesting. I, I think you know pre pre recording. This is so reminiscent. This has given us so many flashbacks of the mobile apocalypse. Which actually, if you know, if you Google search like mobile apocalypse, I, I don't like see crap out there. Like, Maybe that's not like a term that's indexed any longer. Like yeah. Google proactively removed that that little um, you know tagline for. Yeah, maybe they like scrubbed it from from like from the internet because it was like I won't say it blew up in their face, but it's just like something that I see as mock. Right, like we're mocking it right now in this podcast. Um, but if you don't know what the mobile apocalypse is, you're lucky. But we're going to tell you anyways. Yeah, uh, circa 2014, 15, something like that. It's a, it's a minute. I think I was working in house. Um, so that sounds about right. Let's go with 2014. Yeah. So you know the big transformation from desktop to like mobile you know like mobile traffic overtook desktop traffic i think about that time um has even increased since then but you know the 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 world just wasn't quite ready for that the web wasn't quite ready for that and so google was basically saying that like if your website wasn't mobily optimized you weren't going to rank very well right that was going to be like a major ranking factor and they announced it ahead of time just so everyone could like get their stuff together um, and everyone, you know, spent a bunch of time trying to like optimize their sites that weren't mobily optimized. And then the day came and, you know, the people who hadn't done any work, they're <laughs> the same. The, the <laughs> lazy ones, the feet they're draggers. Yeah. So nothing had changed at all. And everyone was like, well, that was, that was a lot of wasted time for nothing. Thanks a lot, Google. Well, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting point because... I feel like there's two things that typically happen um, when it comes to bigger announcements, because most SEOs know that algorithm updates, we find out about them after they already happen, right? So when Google takes a position of actually promoting it, pulling out that, loud, you know, that loudspeaker and being like, hey, this is what's going to happen, um, either it already has happened or it's kind of like a nudge for people to act, but they don't really have anything planned necessarily for it. Yeah, 
I, I, I think in this case, in the Core Web Vitals case coming up, right? I don't know. I feel like there's so many websites out there, right? And you gotta think most websites are like small websites, right? Like independent companies, probably way outnumber like the massive chain, you know, millions of traffic websites that oh, exist out just, there. Just look at Dimas. <laughs> just yeah, look yeah. at like website directories. It's 99% small. It's it's insanely, it, like there's just so, so, so many of them. Um, and one thing I've learned in my time as an SEO is most places are really bad at understanding anything complicated or technical about their website. Most business owners have no idea what that crap is, right? Um, that's why like most are really easy to like exploit or hack into or like because people don't update like their, their WordPress instance, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so I just can't imagine that Google is gonna punish like all of these websites Right, and all of these business owners that have no idea on how to like optimize for this, um, and they, the study that that was just on search engine land said like only four percent of websites pass all of like the core web vitals. Like, four percent. Only four percent. One out of twenty-five. It's a low number. Don't yeah, do the math. You're not doing the math, are you? That's, I'm just. I'm, I'm you just pull out your MS uh, MS DOS calculator and do that. Uh, yeah, so that, that's like an, an insanely small number. So even if, even if like uh, you were affected, if everyone's affected, then I guess no one's affected by it, right? No, exactly, exactly. And um, you know, the thing that the, both these kinds of bigger um, like announcements and especially preemptive, I mean, the core web vitals, what Google and been putting out press releases for months and months and months that like the date that this is going to take effect is like, July or August, like they've been saying it forever. And Mobileocalypse, I mean, look at like the correlation. There are a lot of similarities. Both were announced far in advance. They both had like a date far in the future, you know, you know, far in the future, and it was kind of an official date or or window. And both of them um, contribute directly to like a user experience. Like it's it's something where they're you know it's their way of saying we're gonna penalize you if you're not providing the good user experience to visitors of your website. And I, I would ultimately say there's a ton of websites for like, I have a, a terrible user experience and I still use the websites <laughs> all the time, right? <laughs> Especially with like small businesses. Like I just ordered food from like a local restaurant for like pickup and I went online and it wasn't like it was the best experience I've ever had in my life, right? Oh, but I also did really, it? it's called Swine and Sons. Um, so it's pretty oh, good. I've heard of that place. Yeah, yeah, they have like a, a different restaurant that the same people own in, in, in Winter Park, Florida here. Porchetta? Uh, is it your that? favorite? Do you get porchetta? Is that your favorite meal there? No, no, I actually got um, got a really good like Nashville hot chicken sandwich. So oh, dang. Quite spicy. That sounds good. Anyways, back back on topic here. Um, you know, they I don't I didn't really care if it was like optimized or not. I, I just wanted to get that sandwich, right? Because I was hungry. Um, and so... You know, I, I think like for some websites, it, maybe it's really important. I don't even really know, right? Like, I, I don't, I don't know if it's really that important. Um, you know, like you, people are generally willing to go through a lot. Like, you, you got to think about like Amazon. How much money does like Amazon spend on like, like optimizing like that path to like purchase something? And and everyone complains about how it's like sucks, right? They complain about like how it sucks to search things on Amazon, uh, like and sort things by different products. So oh. like. 
Oh, by, by the way, speaking of Amazon, have you, um, and user experience, have you ever um, ordered groceries on Whole Foods on Amazon? I have not. It's, it's pitiful. You, you, you would think that for a company like Amazon, they'd figure it out, but they basically just use the same interface they use for purchasing products, except when you're grocery shopping, you're buying 50, 60 products and you wouldn't want to do it that way. Yeah. So even they can't well, figure that out. I mean, the point of this is, isn't that like you shouldn't optimize your website for conversions, right? You, you should, you should spend time doing that. That's, that's important, especially if like you're an e-commerce website or you, you drive a lot of business to your website, right? You should do that. But I don't, as far as like a ranking factor, I think it's like so far down the list that it's almost non-existent, right? Like yeah. you can counteract whatever issues you're getting from like outside of maybe like the bounce rate. And even, even with bounce rate, like I have pages, I have blog pages on sites that I manage that are like 90% bounce rate, but still like rank super high. And they've ranked like for all the stuff that I want for like the past like three years. Right. So, you know, if you're like, even Google's like well, only 10% of the people are like happy to land on this page, but they still don't, it doesn't affect the rankings. Right. Yeah. So, well, I mean, you're making a good point. So there's like the, the side of it where is this truly a ranking factor and, and that we're, we're pretty much like really cold on, like, we don't really, you know, feel confident that that's, unless your website is just pure <clears throat> trash, not mobile optimized whatsoever. No, no SSL. Like you don't observe any of it. I mean, maybe something in there fits into it, but that's very rare for any normal website nowadays, but talking about user experience, Sure, there might be some steps that you could take that may benefit a user experience. Yeah, well, I know like one of the things, okay, so GDPR, you know what that is, right? Uh, is that a, uh, a cryptocurrency? <laughs> no, um, it's the general data protection regulation, right? So if you do business in like the EU, uh, you have to like, or like they, they passed a thing a little while ago with like uh, like in California, right? Like, so if your your website does business in California, you have to allow people to opt out of like cookies, like mm -hmm. right. back on your website, right? And so most of the time for people to like do that, they have to use like a third party service to like opt out, you know? So like there's one, that, there's like a thing called OneTrust. There's, there's a bunch of companies that do it. And so basically, you, you know, you're, you're running this thing on your site and then people are clicking on it and then it's shutting off all the other cookies and like whatever you're using to like, like pixels that you've added to like track shit, right? But the entire thing slows your website down. Like the entire, like the concept of it in general slows like your website down and it makes like the user experience worse, but you have to by law have this thing on there, right? So like how does Google like in good conscience at all, like penalize websites that have to have this thing by law that makes the user experience worse and makes like the mobile load times worse, right? Um, and you'll see issues like when you have it, um, like in search console, like uh, text is too close to like button or, you know, like crap like that. Oh yeah. I, I have clients that get hung up on all the way and then you try to kind of like replicate it. And it's just like, I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> and, it, and it's like, you're just at the mercy of this like third party thing that's allowing like people to opt out of you being able to track that you suffer them, right? So um, even, even I, like the um, ADA stuff, what you, like UserWay is like a pretty popular one or a free tool that people use, but then the ADA compliance buttons like will take over like the screen and make it like difficult user experience. Yeah. So, so I'm just saying like we, we live in like a world right now where there's, I don't think Google is actively trying to punish people. And I think as far as a ranking factor, I, I think like it's pretty far down the list. 
So like, even if you don't have everything together by like August, I don't, I don't think it's going to, it's going to hurt you. I mean, you know, there's way more important things. Uh, I think that Google needs to, that Google does focus on and it's like web spam. It's like the biggest thing that they, they want to focus on and like get rid of, right? Like really, really crappy websites that are trying to rip people off um, versus like websites that don't load as great as you'd want it in like a mobile environment, right? Yeah, I mean, we've talked about it in the past. I mean, a lot of these things, um, I don't think that like Google Web, Web Vitals or sorry, Core Web Vitals necessarily like took took over the criteria for like Google Site Speed Insights. But like, if you run it and it's very clear, like one through 100 for mobile and desktop, and then it'll say your website does pass or does not pass Core Web Vitals via that page. So it's like, well, they're obviously intertwined to a, to an extent. Also in the Google search console, there's a section now called core web vitals. So they're kind of like going all in on it a bit and they're trying to put it in front of people, you know, to take it seriously. But I mean, I think we've discussed this probably several podcasts. Um, If you see the criteria that they use and like the reasoning why like this is green, green, you're doing this well, or you're doing yellow or red, this needs to be worked on. It's like the most complicated technical web development crap like anyone's ever heard of like i know people have been web devs for years and years like that's their livelihood and they can't tell you how to do like you know like um resource blocking like yeah render (laughs) lines and javascript optimization inline css it's like what do you what do you expect someone to do with this i've had to learn a way more about like javascript and seo over the past six months than i wanted to ever learn like in, in any capacity <clears throat> like preparing for this because like most of the time it's like uh excessive javascript rendering issues right like or like oh you have to like lazy load like some some assets or something like that but at the end of it it was like the only way we could get to the numbers that they thought were adequate would be like to rebuild the entire website because yeah. like a custom website you know it's like doing custom work and, and google uh, I, everyone acknowledges wordpress is like going to be the go-to for to the majority of business websites and there's going to be superfluous code and there's plugins and Google is not going to sit there being like, yeah, Joe, Joe Schmo, this website, you better, you better work on, um, you know, working on your in, inline JavaScript or else you're going to get penalized. It's like, it's never going to happen. Yeah. So I guess, you know, do you try and maybe optimize some of these things that, you know, like you don't want your website to just not load, right? Like if someone comes to it. Eight seconds. Eight seconds. I tell you what I hate the most is like when you go to like actually click on something like a, like on your, you know, on a desktop and mobile or like on, your, on a website and mobile and like it moves like at the last second, like when you're trying to click on something, you know? So like- Oh, that's a trick. That's called a trick. It's tricky. You know, like that's like the worst experience ever. And I hope like Google like penalizes all the websites to do that. But, um, you know- uh, so you should spend time on it. You, sh- you should care about it, but I don't think anyone needs to worry about like, you know, this is a bold statement right here because it hasn't really happened yet, but I, I would be willing to bet a good amount of money that it'll happen and people will say, Oh, nothing happened. Well, I'm, I'm always of the thought that whenever Google says like something's going to roll out, you know, next month it rolled out last month. So as far as I'm concerned, it probably already happened. Um, yeah. How often have you used, um, so I mentioned uh, Google Site Speed Insights, which does integrate like a, a very clear pass, does not pass core web vitals, which is like, uh-oh. Like, yeah, I mean, that's pass. like the granular breakdown, right? Like, I mean, the, the core of vitals is telling you high level, like there's a, really only a couple issues they're looking at, right? 
like longest contentful paint, the LCP thing. Um, and really what they care about is in mobile, I'd be willing to bet that you could have a really, really good score in mobile. And I don't know. Well, I mean, I guess they're separate algorithms now anyways, right? So, so I have a question for you. And this one, one of the guys on my team, um, SEOs, is all about Google Site Speed Insights, but actually finds a little bit more insight um, using Lighthouse. Um, have you yeah. used that tool? Yeah, we use Lighthouse. Yeah. Um, I, even on their website um, here, it's an automated tool for improving the quality of websites. It's uh, audits for performance, accessibility, progressive, progressive web apps, SEO, and more. So it does drop the SEO. So um, do you know if like off the top of your head, if there's anything that Lighthouse includes that's like, um, does like this one-off thing that Site Speed Insights doesn't do that's helpful? I don't know. I mean, like, aren't, aren't they um, getting rid of like Site Speed Insights eventually anyways? Like, aren't uh-huh. they setting it as a tool? Is it gonna go in the way of a, a page rank? Um, well, I mean, there's, they're doing like the schema, like the page checker, like they're getting rid of that. They're sunsetting that tool. So I thought they were just getting rid of both of those at the same time, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing I'm seeing like some of the same um, types of metrics that I see for site insight. So it just uh, to put in perspective the complexity of what the, the insight for this um, first contextual paint, time to interactive, first CPU idle, max potential first input delay. I mean, like I get it. We they go to MIT. I I get it. But like you know, all this first meaningful paint. That's like what my art teacher used to say. In, <laughs> I wish that's what I meant. Middle school. That would be yeah. really, really awesome. So for, for anyone that doesn't necessarily want to learn how to do um, coding by hand um, and optimize like their PHP and JavaScript, uh, we've been having a ton of success with the Nitro Pack plugin. Um, it has been, frankly, nothing short of a godsend. Um, so... As I mentioned, the, the mobile scores um, will be between one and 100. Um, generally, it's n- not very common that you'll see a mobile score of above 60. And then desktop, you won't see it. You know, you'll get 80 or 90. But this Nitro Pack, it will get people to a, a perfect 100. And um, mobile will still be about 60. I don't think I've seen a 70 or above. Yeah, I mean, that's that's really, really good. So obviously, whatever it's 100, whatever they're doing. You know what happened to the rankings? Nothing. It's yeah, the, so nothing has, has changed. Well, there you go. Uh, even the website itself didn't seem to like load any quicker either. That, that's the thing too. I mean, you know, you're, we're you know <laughs> we're playing the Google game. That's what it is. We do the thing. It shows us our score, and if it if it's green, it's good, and if it's red, it's bad. That's Dude, what these things come. You got down. it. You're right on the money. We're playing the Google game. <laughs> They're playing us. That's what's happening. The Google is playing us. But uh, that article you, you presented was uh, only two weeks ago, 4% of websites. Uh, I could see that number getting to maybe like a cool 4.2% by August. I don't know. That's a lot. That's a lot of that's sites. A, I mean, that's a lot. A 0.2% of websites is like millions of websites. So yeah, I don't feel too good about that happening. But yeah, I'll throw that out there. Maybe. Um, so I guess the, t- the key takeaway from this is... Um, you know, I guess become a developer <laughs> if you want to like yeah. really know how to fix these issues. But you know, maybe just uh, 
not worry about it too much because I don't think like you know it's gonna be a problem for us. Yeah, and plus like if someone's kind of um, you know riding their ass about improving the scores, um, just get the scores up to a, a manageable amount, and then always make it relative to your competition. And you know, it's like go circle back to the beginning. If everyone has really crappy core vitals in your respective market or area, isn't it mean that you're just only going to be as bad as what's relative to your website when you're not all going to suffer, you're all going to be in the same playing field. <laughs> yeah. Like, I guess if everyone, um, <laughs> everyone in your entire niche that you work in is like going gangbusters on this, then maybe you're in trouble. Right. Yeah. That's, that's true. If you have people that are like, Oh my God, like XYZ website is a hundred mobile, hundred desktop. And so is next. And so is next. It's like, yeah, I mean, you don't, you don't want to have a 20 and a 20, I guess, but there are yeah, worse things. You got something to worry about if that, if that happens, but if it doesn't, um, I guess you're fine. That's, that's one thing that NSEO is almost like a side note is just like a lot of it, your benchmark and what you're working towards is just to do things just a little bit better than the next person. So it's like, if they have, Content with 500 words, you get the thousand words. If their authority scores 30, then you're 40. If your core vitals is is 50, that yours is 60. <laughs> like that's all, oftentimes what you're always working for, anyway. All right. Well, uh, thank you all so much uh, for listening. Uh, you know, we really appreciate appreciate all of our listeners, and we're gonna try and do a lot more podcasts. I think for the, for the rest of the year, we were really slacking the past like eight and a half months. I don't, I, I would love nothing more, but I just like, I don't, we're like a broken record at this point. It's, it's like, if we had a dollar every time I said that, yeah, we'd, uh, we need all these. We're going to do the best we can. <laughs> How about that? That's more like it. That's yeah. Realistic. And then, you know, we're, we're going to actually give out some pretty cool tips and stuff the next time we do it. I think we're going to open up the old bag of tricks there. Yeah. We'll give some insight. We'll, we'll show everyone a, a, a you know, under the hood, what the day to day looks like. Yeah. All right. But, you know, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I really appreciate that. And please uh, be sure to like, share, subscribe anywhere that you listen to this podcast at. And if you want to get a hold of Ryan or I, you can email us at seozednotherlies at gmail.com. Uh, we usually respond to that one pretty quickly, or you can LinkedIn us, or you can leave us a, a message on our YouTube channel. All right. All right. Well, thanks again so much for listening. I'm Paul Warren. I am Ryan Klein. And this has been another episode of SEO is Dead and Other Lies. See you later. Bye.